Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church this last Sunday and then approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our Children, Youth, and Families Director, Ms. Whitney. Hi, everyone. And this week, we continued with this series, Under His Roof, where we're just talking about what it is to be the church, uh, that gathering of people who actually, even if we don't have a beautiful sanctuary, a roof like we do, we're always gathered under the roof of God's Holy Spirit and His grace Mm -hmm. uh, to try and be that gathering that comes together, mostly in order to bring him glory and honor. Yeah, our main goal as Christians is to to unite first with God uh, through Christ mm-hmm. and then with one another. So, yeah, it it the under his roof or under the roof of our faith really does expand that idea of you know what it means to be a church-going Christian, to being a living, breathing, unified person in Christ. Yeah, for sure. Well, today, this last Sunday, we were talking about how in the church, in this unity community that's unifying with God, Mm -hmm. we have three basic kinds of ministries that we're called to do, scripturally called to do. And one is to worship God. And the other is to do evangelism. And the other is to have a ministry within the church towards one another of nurturing one another yeah but to begin with that that ministry of worship it really is about an upward sort of ministry where we're looking towards god and we're glorifying him and we're honoring him and we are trying to lose ourselves a little bit in worship i think right i think that it has to become a mindset or a you have to decide to go all the way with god in order to be start expanding upward in that that relationship with him and then also expanding out to the relationship with others mm-hmm. and that begins with being intentional in worship making that a central part of your life while still living and doing you know day-to-day things mm-hmm. you can do both and you should and then also how how that dictates you know how how you live and how you perceive yourself and others yeah so we have that worship i mean and we worship when we gather together yeah paul says we're to sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness to god in our hearts yeah i mean honestly if we did all if we really did all of that sure especially the thankfulness with god in our hearts Mm -hmm. i think all of our worship would just be off the charts i think people would just be really lost in honestly just lost in that wonder awesomeness of knowing that god really loves us and just returning that love to him i think that would be so awesome in in worship yeah you have to recognize and it's an intentional thing you have to do rather than coming and sitting in a pew and saying this is worship we talked about this last week that you have to recognize what that means to you yeah. What what your intention is while you're here is your intention to truly appreciate God for who he is mm-hmm. and worship him and feel that connection between you and him and the community that you're with as you worship or is it just to come and fill a seat and and that makes a whole bunch of difference to how we worship and and how that spirit is really led in that moment yeah. and that's that's really what God's looking for that 
that intentional, that true, that fulfilling worship that we have. And it could be life-changing. And it really certainly is when you do. Yeah, 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 for sure. If we're just coming to fill up a pew and sort of... Say, well, you know, I just, I'm here in church because I want to hear that God loves me. And I'm here in church because I want to know that I'm going to heaven. Right. And the fact that I'm in church means I'm going to heaven. If that's really all it is, then, yeah, you might be right. You know, sure, you're a baptized Christian. You believe in Jesus. Who am I to say? But you're losing out on the opportunity to really lose yourself in that unity with God and really enjoying His presence. Right. It's a gift. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of times in worship, we sort of just don't pick up on that gift. Right. You're, you're losing out on a big part of what that relationship, what that salvation, what, mm-hmm. what all of being a Christian really is. It's for more than just eternity. I mean, eternity's great, and if yeah. that was it, that that would <laughs> be <good>. awesome. <laughs> but you're still missing out on today, here and now, what God wants you to see and understand about Him and how He wants to relate with you mm-hmm. in this time before eternity even begins. So you're missing out on a big portion of what you can share with God in this life. So yeah. you really have to you have to think about that. Do I want a relationship with God now, or am I am I good with it being later on? On down the road and and am I good with with missing out on on all that he could bring and yeah. right now yeah and, it, and it's kind of and it is a command of God too by the way yeah. to understand what worship is but but to actually worship him sure um and on Sunday I was talking about how when God called his people out of slavery in Egypt he didn't just call them out so they could be free to like live the way they want or sure. dress the way they do whatever they feel like yeah. uh, they're into. He brought them out specifically. He said to worship me yeah. in the wilderness, the way I want them to worship yeah. me. And that we got to remember that when we're called out of the world to be part of this gathering uh, that we call the church, mm-hmm. we're called to worship him yeah. the way he wants us to worship him. Yeah, And that's just, Yeah, it's part of our responsibility to each other and to God. Right. And through that, we find obedience in Him. We Mm -hmm. find fulfillment in our lives and happiness, joy. All those things come when we recognize that relationship, that worship, and, and all that he commands us to do is for our benefit. Of course. It's not, yeah, right? it's, you know, he doesn't. It's not like he needs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need that worship. Um, he, he likes it, certainly, and he deserves it for, for who he is. But it's for our benefit to bring us closer into him yeah. and what that means to fall into that obedience and that unity with him. Absolutely. So we have that ministry of worship in the church, but the church also has a ministry of evangelism. And that means a couple things. It means getting out and telling people about Jesus. But I think the kind of evangelism that most of us do, or at least should do, at least, uh, is make sure that everybody we know knows who we belong to. And that we really do take our faith seriously, that we really do follow Jesus, we really do intend to live by His Word. Yeah, and that starts with maybe our words when we're telling others about Christ and who He is and why we follow Him. But it also is our actions, the mm-hmm. way that we present ourselves to others, the way we treat you know, others, especially people we don't know or we don't like, and how we live our lives to honor God. So it's more than just evangelism, is more than just those words that we speak. Words are great. Teaching and preaching the gospel to others 
is fantastic, but it's not the end all to evangelism. It mm. also comes through how we decide to live, just like our worship really comes down to what we decide to right. do. Evangelism really does come down to how we act and how that, that unity with God really shows in our lives. Yeah, it's important to understand, though, that, you know, if we're going around and we're doing great things and we're being great people, which we should, mm -hmm. and people look at us and go, wow, that they're sure great, or they're you know yeah. being very compassionate, or they're so patient, sure. whatever those things are, people need to know why. Well, yeah. Uh, and even if we don't hand them a pamphlet, sure. they just need to know that, oh yeah, that's that Christian. Yeah, yeah. sure. And, and hopefully, as you say, the thing, people should know to whom we belong, right. what our identity that we we identify ourselves with Christ, and then hopefully, yeah, the things that we do are admirable. Sure. And people start to think, I wonder if it has something to do with, with their faith. Right. You know, we, we should hope that. That's the same thing with acts of mercy is a type of evangelism when sure. we're compassionate and kind to all people. Mm -hmm. You know, when Jesus would heal people, yeah. it was always about helping people, open people's eyes to the fact that the kingdom of God was there on right. earth right then. And pointing people towards God. So, I mean, that's the same for us when we do have those acts of mercy or compassion. Yeah, absolutely. We should be showing the compassion and the mercy that God has shown us to others and then recognizing why we do that. Mm -hmm. Not because we are awesome. Certainly, we can be good at times. We, we can be kind at times. But we're not awesome just on our own. We we had to learn it first from experiencing it. So we have to actually identify that within us, why why we do these things. And then as we we are compassionate and merciful to others, yeah, we lead them back to the Lord. Mm -hmm. and, and that's an important thing that we do as Christians to expand the faith, to expand that community and that unity in Christ. And it really does, it really does start that whole church community, that roof, it starts to expand it more and more beyond these walls sure. that we're, you know, we sit in every Sunday. Yeah. So those two ministries of, of worship and of evangelism, uh, slash acts of mercy, they are absolutely, they're commanded by, uh, in the word, that we should do those things. But the third one is a nurturing ministry. Mm -hmm. And what that means is to, what we do for each other and within the church, the believers towards one another, mm -hmm. to nurture holiness in each other, to become mature in our faith. Paul says it, in chapter 1 of Colossians, verse 28, he says, He, or Christ, is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Mm -hmm. He kind of felt like that was his whole goal in preaching Christ at all, mm -hmm. was to bring people into a maturity in Christ and a depth of understanding and a depth of, I think, love for Christ. Right. Uh, he says in one point in, in chapter three, he says, set your hearts on the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things above and not on earthly things. Mm. I think that's part of that ministry is helping each other, encouraging each other right. to really fall in love and set our minds on Christ. Yeah. And we see that happen in the church a lot. Um, mm. That's how people grow in Christ is being nurtured into that relationship and, and into the understanding of Christ's kingdom mm -hmm. and the values and 
how we should live our lives each and every day. And that's really a big part of this community that sure. we are in. But Paul does it wonderfully. I mean, he was building churches at that time. Mm-hmm. So so he was taking people that hadn't known anything about it. He was growing them. So he understood that importance. For us today, we have to remember there's a lot of people that still are coming to Christ and we need to nurture mm-hmm. them and start expanding their knowledge of him and what he expects of us and and really setting their eyes on Christ. Yeah. And we you know, we do that through our own time, you know, experience of setting our eyes on Christ and understanding what that means and then also just showing them these these things in which Christ lays out for us the commands and and the the guidelines and those sort of things that Christ sets out for us that really do make our walk with God a lot fuller. Yeah, fuller and deeper. Yeah. Yeah, he says um, that we should uh, really set our minds on him and set our hearts on him, which is kind of what we do when we love anybody or we love anything, but we should just be having that same level of love for, for Christ you know, to want to do the things he wants us to do, to want to yeah. be the way he wants us to be, sure. all of that. And in fact, in John 14, I think we talked about this last week, where he has a definition for love, what it means to love him. He says it's to obey my teachings, yeah. to understand me. And, you know, you yeah. understand anybody, you you want to understand them, you want to become one with them when you really love them. Right. So, I mean, the more that nurturing to holiness is really about helping one another get our minds on Christ and love him. We do that when we sit here and talk together. Right. You and I get super excited. And <laughs> yeah. we, no matter what kind of mood, you guys don't see this out there, but what kind of mood we start at. Yeah. By the time we get all amped up talking about sure. Jesus, I mean, we're like beaming. We love him, you know. Right. And same thing in Bible study. It should be that way. Yeah. And, and all of that feeds into worship mm-hmm. and then it feeds into evangelism. Right. It's it's expanding our knowledge of him. You can't start to fall in love with someone until you really start to get to know them. And I think that's important as we nurture others and nurture ourselves even, that that, that relationship that we're starting if we if we nurture it and we grow. It, it really does start with being intentional about learning who Christ is, how, you know, he can be trusted, the things that he did for us, God's laws and commands that he set out. So mm-hmm. we really get a deeper understanding of that relationship. And then we just start falling in love because we see that goodness, that kindness, oh, yeah. that mercy, all these things. And we're not thinking about, you know, what we have to do, we have to do, we have to do for somebody to love us. But we already have that. So when we start to understand it and grow in that knowledge of it, our our love kind of falls into place. And then we can show that to others and kind of yeah. grow the community. And it just builds on itself. Yeah. It builds on itself. Yeah, Paul says that when we do that, when we're really setting our minds on him, when we're falling in love with him, when we make him that important to us, we really want to know him. All these things of our earthly nature. And then he goes through the right. list, you know, all the, the things sure. that we... We're used to hearing him talk about like anything from sexual immorality all the way through anger and rage and slander, all those kinds of things. Yeah. Those things sort of just get put aside. The more mm-hmm. that we love Christ, the more those things dissipate. And then the more these other things come up. He says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, and then as we love him, we're clothed in compassion and, and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, all of those things. Right. So it's sort of this deepening of our relationship with uh, 
Christ, this nurture of our of that holiness that he wants to see in us, then really brings substance to our worship and it brings substance to our evangelism and everything else we do. Right. It's our focus where our focus lies is how we're going to expand and grow and become more and more like Jesus. So when our focus is on Jesus and not all those things that we are not yeah. or that we are, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we start to see him more clearly and those other things just sort of shed away little by little. And it doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. We're not going to, you know, just completely forget about all those things, nor should we. Right. We should we should remember that those are things that can catch us up. Anything from lust and greed to mm-hmm. anger and slander, those, those can all catch us up at some point, any point in our walk. So we have to recognize that. But little by little, as we keep looking at Christ, we keep yeah. shedding those things for for the things that He brings into our lives, for that kindness, that yeah. gentleness, and that mercy. So it's less about trying really super hard to be this really great person than tripping up and, and just feeling distraught about it all the time, but looking at Christ and saying, okay, I see you. I see you for who you are, and I want to walk with you through this journey. Oh, yeah. Letting him just be in yeah. us, I think, is more important than us trying to be like anything. Yeah. Just letting him be sure. kind of in us. Well, that's part of the reason. I mean, that's kind of the whole reason why we gather together uh, as a church to be unified with with God and to fall in love with Jesus every single week. So if you're in the area, if you're in Burbank, I hope you'll try and come by here. And hopefully in our church, you know, we'll be working towards falling in love with Jesus as a group. And of course, um, if you can't be with us this week, be somewhere, be in your church, the nearest church to you, where, again, people are gathering to try and unify with God and fall in love with Jesus. And otherwise, of course, we'll see you next week on Under the Stained Glass. Bye.